Are all toilets created equal? What if you really, really want a good one? The ceiling fan is messing up the fuse box. What are you going to do about that complicated mess? And what do you do if your wife shuts the garage door on the weed eater and knocks the whole thing out of whack? Do you get a new garage door or a new wife? All these questions and more coming up today on the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Karen and McKinney, how can I help you today? Um, I have a, a toilet I need to replace, and I was wondering if there were any um, particular issues I need to be aware of when buying a, another toilet, if there's any brands that you might recommend, and um, is it okay to go to the big box stores and pick them up, or do you have a, um, a, a particular place that you would recommend? You know, even for the toilet, I recommend going to a plumbing supply store. Uh, not that I haven't bought them at the box stores, but uh, you just get the better quality when you go to the plumbing supply stores. Um, they they do make different grades of toilets, believe it or not, uh, and it's got to do with the porcelain, how the porcelains are fired and, and finished, and that can make a difference on how well they flush. So okay. the brands I typically tell people to stick with, uh, if you want a, a Cadillac, you go with the Toto. Now, it's not made in America. It's uh, from Japan, but um, it is actually the best toilet on the market. Okay, uh, is that T-O-D-O? T-O-T-O. Uh, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Standard has good toilets. Kohler okay. has good toilets. And those two you You'll you'll find at the box stores if you want to go get one yourself and and put it in. Um, all right, thank you so very much. I appreciate your help, and I love your show. You now, Karen, I will tell you on a personal preference. Yeah. Don't get the round bowl. Get the uh, oblong bowl. <laughs> okay. Yes, I was going to get the oblong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They they just they just sit a lot more comfortably to be. <laughs> And well, now I see that they have um, the higher, more chair-level toilets. They out. do. Uh, you know, you, you you get the the original level, which is to me is too low. Uh, then you get you got a medium level, and you got the wheelchair level. Uh, most of the time, I go with the medium level uh, myself. But uh, you know, if if you got somebody who has trouble getting up or anything like that, then you want that wheelchair level. Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. You've been most helpful. You take care. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. And who knew there were so many differences in toilets, but there there really is a, a huge difference in, in the uh, usability of the different heights. Susan, how can I help you today? Hi. Um, I have a, an electrical question. And okay. um, about... I don't know, four or five years ago when I moved in, I had ceiling I had ceiling lights on my patio, and I had an electrician guy um, take one of the lights off and put a ceiling fan up with a light attached to it. And I had purchased from Lowe's um, a clicker that one side said light and one side said fan, so that I could turn them on separate. If I didn't want the light during the day, I could just turn the fan on. And if I didn't want the fan at night, just to turn the light on. Well, the, the plastic 
uh, slider for the light has a little crack in it. And when I let my dog go out at night to go finish his business to before we go to bed, um, it's been it's been um, uh, overpowering or flipping the fuse box, and it and mm. it's also attached to my light and television in the family room. So I got to go out and flip the switch out there at the fuse box to get it back on, and it didn't always do this. But I was wondering if. Um, it has something to do with the, the crack in the slider or if it's just uh, it was overloaded at the time he put it in. And I don't, just really don't use that uh, out there that much. So or if, it, if it's just too much pressure on the fuse box and I need to have an electrician come out there and put another fuse or something like that. But it's very annoying when everything goes out. Well, yeah. It can be that it's overloaded, but I I, I doubt it. Uh, a ceiling fan really typically doesn't use that much power. Uh, and, and this is out on the patio, you're saying? Yeah, it's mainly the light. I don't really use yeah. the ceiling fan. It's the light to let him yep. go out. the covered patio, and it had two lights in it. And one of the lights, I put a ceiling fan there that also had a light at the bottom of the ceiling fan. But I just okay. turned the light box on. But it's just started doing that. It's done it before, but not like it's doing it now. Now it's doing it like, I don't know, um, once a week. So it's like very, it's not good. So something's overloaded yeah. or something's weak. Well, the fact that the, that the TV in the house and other things are on the same circuit indicates that it, it very well could be that the circuit is getting overloaded. You know, we, we keep adding electronics to our houses, and the, the more we add the more power it needs to to run everything. So that that and it could be just that the breaker itself is getting weak. But Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think it might be because I haven't yeah. changed the TV out and I haven't changed I have one light in the family room and the TV. That's the only thing that's that's really used. So I think the, okay. the breaker the breaker is is maybe weak. So is that, yeah, that that's kind uh, of what it sounds like and uh, I, I mean, I it's not that big too. a deal to get a breaker changed out. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you, you, can, have to, you have to pay them to come here. Don't you have a yep. fee for them? To, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. do you have any electric companies that don't charge too much for the fee just to come put the breaker in? Because I really think that's what it is. I'm with you on that. Well, and, uh, and I would have it checked at the same time. But, you know, uh, I'm going to give you two places you can call. Okay. Let One me ask is, you a quick is, question real quick. Sure. If, if they were coming out to look at, at that, my house has just turned, um, uh, it's almost 10 years old. Um, it, if if they were going to come out to replace one breaker, is it too much time for them to, to you know, restore all of them? Or You know, a 10-year-old breaker, I, I typically wouldn't tell you to replace it unless it's having okay. an issue. Uh, it's okay, not unusual it's for breakers that. to last thirty and forty years. Okay, that was that answers that then. Okay, now the companies. <laughs> okay, uh, one of them is Rodney Reinhardt, and you can reach him at four six nine. Okay. Two three one. Okay. Sixty four eleven. Okay. And uh, you know he's going to probably be your least expensive to do it, just just because uh, the size of his company and everything. Now, one concern I have is the fact that this is you know out on the patio, and it's affecting lights inside a ten year old house. All outside plugs should have been on a separate circuit. They shouldn't be on the same circuit as the plugs inside. 
So I'm wondering if somewhere somebody added that at, at one point in time. Uh, and well, they can check it, that the, out. The outlet is on the, I mean, where where I turn it off and on is on the inside. The the fan and the lights are outside, but uh, yeah. the inside. But what I'm thinking is that the slider, because it splits right there yep. on my wall inside, and one's a fan and one's the light, so you can do it individually. And you can sure. slide it up so you can turn the light brighter like that. That little switch, that, that slider, is a little square. It's cracked, the plastic. Yeah, and that, and and that very well I'm can be the might, cause of this as well. Yeah. So um, should I get a new one, or do they carry I would. those? I think it'd be oh, yeah, cheaper they, for me to get it yeah. and have it here when he arrives. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then the other place I would, uh, the the other number is for Berkey's, 817-405-0740. Okay. And I've used the electricians from both places. Well, I can give them a description and maybe they can give me an an idea of what it would cost or how long it will take an hour or something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, nothing more than, than, than the cost of moving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it, you're not going to, yeah, you, it, it really won't be that bad. All right. I'll take your word on that. Thank you so okay. much for your time today. Bye-bye. Take care. Arnold, how can I help you today? Uh, yes. I had a, getting plumbing put in from my shop to my sewer line and I had to let the plumber go for doing shoddy work. I need to know if you have another plumber. It's a grinder pump that the line's in. It mostly just needs top out work done. Okay. And I need Absolutely. a water cutoff. They didn't put a water cutoff valve where they picked up the water. So I have to cut the water off to my whole house to you know, stop anything out there. So sure. I need a cutoff again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give my office a call at Due West Plumbing, and you can reach us at 972-406-0912. Okay. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, thanks a lot. Carlos, this is Jim. How can I help you? How you doing, Jim? Wonderful. I'm calling here from Burleson. I've been listening to your show for a while now. I... um. My garage door um, has suffered uh, a couple of little incidents. Uh, my do- my wife uh, closed the door while the weed eater was leaning against the track, and it got completely out of whack. Bent okay. a few ribs and all of that. Now, I'm a kind of a handyman myself, so I I fixed it up, and, um, and it was working for a while, but obviously creaking and... Because I believe once those doors get compromised, they never back to the same. And um, But then late, uh, recently, it just bent uh, another rib, and it just out of whack again. So I know I'm going to need a new door. Now, this door is only three years old, a uh, brand-new house. Uh-huh. And so I'm not sure. I'm trying to get a hold of the builder see if I have any warranty on it. But meanwhile... Where can I get a door, you know, 16-footer and, and, and the prices, and what do you advise me to do? Well, I, I, I would give uh, the folks over at Professional Garage Concepts a call. Okay. And you can reach them. Let me get it out here because I was just talking about them. You can reach them at 817-538-7668. 
And, and the reason I would call them is as new as that door is, uh, you can probably just get parts for it rather than having to replace the whole thing. Okay. Okay. And they'd they'd be able to help you. So yeah. So suggest you just repair the parts rather than build and put the new door in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I'll give them a call. Um, thank okay, you. Doke. You bet. Right. You take care. Alan, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thanks, Jim. Good afternoon. Um, so you have the opportunity to either make my day or ruin it, and I, I probably should have made this call <laughs> several, <laughs> several months ago because it's really too late. I'm just looking for some reassurance. So we're building okay. a new home. We're, I don't know, like three-quarters of the way in. You know, they just got through the sheetrock and tape and bed and texture and all that. But uh, from the beginning, uh, I knew, and, and what we ended up with what, for our HVAC, so the, they foamed the walls in the, you know, in the attic, and the HVAC system, instead of you know, what I would refer to as the traditional return air type, basically the whole attic is the plenum. There are no right. return air ducts. There's, just, there's no e-vents. There's one fresh air vent going to the outside, and then there's like just vents to just vent into the attic in various rooms. And, and I've been told that it's extremely efficient and that that's kind of the, the coming thing. And I'm just still having a hard time wrapping around that for a variety of reasons. So what can you, you know, what's your opinion? What can you tell me about it? You hear me talk about foam insulation not to encapsulate the house all the time. And right. the main reason is you are dependent on that fresh air intake working properly. And there is a little electric motor with a flapper that opens and closes to let the fresh air in. And when that malfunctions, your house humidity levels will start to skyrocket. And that's where people start getting mold and mildews and stuff like that in the home. Uh, so they have come a long ways. They're doing much better with them than they were 10 years ago. But it's it's not my way of doing it. I mean, I love foam in the walls because inch for inch, you cannot beat the R value that you get with foam insulation. Right. But an attic, you have the space to put other types of insulation. So whether you've got foam to get to R48 or you've got fiberglass or you've got Milo or you've got any type of insulation you want. R48 is R48. That's the energy efficiency of it. And so I just, I prefer to have a breathable insulation in the attic and foam in the, in the walls only. Thanks a lot, Jim. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's, that's, now, that's what I was looking for. And you mentioned the flapper. I don't know. I, I guess they're going to add it later. But the, the, the uh, fresh air vent that I've seen doesn't appear to have uh, uh, any type of a, a louver or a flapper, you know, that would open and there, close. There, there is one. It's, it's, probably, it, it's probably down in the unit itself. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that uh, that's good to know, and it's something we'll certainly watch out for. And it, you know, at least you didn't say no, 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 don't ever do that. Uh, so I, re I certainly respect your opinion. And that's why I. Well, call ten, I, I will tell you, ten years ago, I would have said no, don't ever do it. But nowadays, right. the the AC units are they're being designed for that, so they are doing much better than they used to. Uh, and, and the only thing you need to watch it if I was in your case, in your situation. Uh -huh. Make sure you have a thermostat that gives you the humidity levels. And if the humidity okay. level starts going up, right, then you know that that that, that uh, motor's got to be checked. Okay. All right. That's a great idea. I appreciate that. And, and and I'll make sure. I have one other question not related to that, but we have a 
we have a detached shop right very close to the house and it's got a covered patio that's going to be my outdoor kitchen um i i have purchased a large uh all you know kind of a not really a a commercial but maybe a prosumer grade vent hood uh just got a really good deal on it uh it's it's big it's got the removable cartridges and all that my question is when i get ready to do the outdoor kitchen which will probably be after we finish the you know the, the main house who would I go to to mount that so it vents properly through the the metal roof, you know, the, the metal cover uh, over the outdoor kitchen, and you know they they can uh, you know put a style around it and you know make it look nice. Would that be a trim carpenter, a mechanical contractor? Who who would actually do that? Well, uh, actually, two different people because typically the mechanical contractor would actually run the venting and everything. Okay. Uh, and then a roofing contractor would take care of sealing it around on the top so it doesn't okay. leak. And your trim carpenters would uh, trim it out underneath to, to make it look nice. Okay, okay. So the mechanical contractor would be the one to probably actually hang it to begin with. And then Correct. The, the, okay, yeah. all right, perfect. Well, I never really thought about it. You know, I just bought it, and I'm like, yeah, this would be cool. And I'm like, uh, wait a minute, who's going to install it? Yeah, that, that one dug deep in your pocket. Yeah, you know, actually, I got a really good deal on it. Uh, it was about a three thousand uh, dollar unit, and it was uh, clearanced out at, at one of the big retailers for uh, three hundred bucks. And that's why I went ahead and bought it. Oh wow! It. So yeah, I'm really really yeah, excited you, then, about it. Then then you can afford to hire us poor lonely contractors who need something. To do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything I can do to help you in the economy, I'm happy to do that. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> you thank have you a good day. I appreciate your help. You have a great weekend. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Dave, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, Jim. Thanks. Um, got a, an upstairs bathroom sink that is taking about 12 to 18 hours to drain. Um, just kind of started. I've used uh, like a the liquid plumber, and I've used a, like a little 18-inch uh, wizard after that. Didn't work. Uh, you know, one of the little things. It didn't seem to be a lot of air or any kind of gunk or anything blocking it up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, got the P-trap, so I, I'm pretty sure I'm going down and then back up the side of the P-trap. I don't know if I need something longer. Uh, it's got a, it's got a toilet right next to it. And I'm wondering if I've tried turning the water off to that. I think they're joined. And then the, the whole configuration has like a two inch PVC that drains or goes up through the ceiling so, or the roof. So Yeah, that's the vent. And and the toilet is is doing fine, right? Yep, toilet's doing fine. Yeah. Okay. More than likely, then there there if since you've already tried cleaning the P trap and all that stuff, there is a clog in the wall somewhere between where the uh, sink joins the toilet line, uh, and they will join each other to to go out. So. Uh, you know, if you want to try to do this yourself, I would go to the box stores and get one of those hand crank snakes. Uh, okay. They typically have just a 15-foot line on them, and that's probably going to be more than than what you need to, to unclog this. But somewhere there's probably a turn that hair or something's gotten hung up and built up over the years and, and has just stopped the drainage. Okay, and that makes sense. It's about a 23-year-old home, so... And yeah. that would be uh, just going down through the sink, lift, uh, take out the, uh, the the stopper, right, and then yep. go down through that, and then through the P-trap, yep. and then just 
you you, you can go through the P trap or you can take the P trap off and go right straight into the pipe. Either way. Okay. And one one kind of related question: the uh, got the, the below the sink uh, has a, the hot and water uh, handles for the uh, for, for turning it on and off, turning the waters of feeds. Uh, they uh, the house being twenty three years old, the handles uh, you know we have the copper line to the handles, and I'm a little concerned about. Uh, the brittleness, uh, because the handles are there. I don't know if the, uh, you know, the hardness of the water is frozen or, uh, uh, corroded is probably not the right word, but it, they're pretty, uh, calcified. Calcified. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, it, it, should I try like some, I don't think WD 40 is the right thing, maybe a grease or something or. Nah. Just shut the water off, take those handles, those valves off, and put new ones on because they're trash. Okay, like the, okay, probably like the uh, the braided metal. I've done that with the other three toilets. I put the, uh, you know, the um, well, the more but the, yep. you can put the the new braided lines on, and that and that's and I, you know, after twenty three years, if you're t- replacing the valve, I would go ahead and replace those as the the lines as well, but. Um, those valves, if you don't turn them on and off every year, yeah, they tend yeah. they tend to to build up calcium and stuff, to, you know, mineral deposits on them, and yeah, uh, they just become trash. You have to just replace them and be done with it. They're they're going to okay. cost you probably twelve bucks a piece. Okay, uh, it's probably more the uh, plumbing labor, right? That yeah. would be the expensive part. Yeah, okay, it is. You know what? Uh, considering it all, I may just call a plumber and. <laughs> Well, uh, give my office yeah. a call at Due West Total Plumbing. We'd be more than happy to take care of it for you. Due West Total Plumbing. Okay. Uh, yep. 972-406-0912. Okay. Outstanding. Okay. Thanks very much for your help, Jim. Uh, love you. You bet. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thanks. James, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello. I've got a quick question for you. I built a... Um, well, a barn dominium, let's say, for my daughter and her son uh, and her her husband. But uh, they we spray foamed it with uh, four inches of open cell foam, and right now it's got a leak. So it's uh, how do you detect where that leak's coming from? Ooh, with an open is cell foam, that that foam it's is like a uh, a sponge, so it's absorbing it yeah. and spreading all over the place. Do they make uh, a tool it, that will detect that moisture? Uh, Actually, what does help to detect it is the the uh, temperature guns uh, or temperature infrared gun. camera, okay. either one. Okay. That now, I will tell you, idea. though, it, it, is it leaking in the roof or in the wall? Don't know. I mean, to me, it can't be leaking. Well, it's coming down the wall, okay, and okay. it comes out the baseboard. So I'm thinking it's kind of... Of course, you can't really tell if it's coming from the wall or the roof. It could very easily be coming from the roof and just running down, you know, the pitch and yeah. then down the wall. I don't, I don't know, but it hadn't what, happened until after we had that big hailstorm. And so the first yeah. thing we did was get up there and look and see if there are any major dents on seams or anything like that. Couldn't find anything, but we went ahead and put silicone around each screw just in case one of those got yep. hit and. Uh, anyhow, I mean, we've tried everything we can, but it still seems to be leaking, I guess. Well, what I would then t- uh, tend to do is, um, what what are your ceilings made out of? Are they just sheetrock, or are they got something wood? or 
No, it's uh, just uh, our panel on top and then just straight open, painted open cell foam underneath. They painted it all black. Okay. So if the foam itself is getting wet, you should be able to uh, detect it by just literally going up there and touching that foam. You get, you don't want to push on it because that will crack it and you, water could come gushing in. But um, and, and you should be able to follow it up the wall up the wall and then up the ceiling up the roof rather to to find where it's at yeah because where the water where the wet spot stops that's where the leaks at. right well we've tried i mean touching the foam we didn't know if you would be able to feel any type of moisture or anything through it but that so maybe it's coming in from the walls in all right well i thank you sir you bet you take care thanks for joining us for the super podcast of texas home improvement Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.